You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network. You can find Locked On Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, and online at fanstreamsports.com and the Fanstream Sports app. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked On Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays. Well, the Rays' four-game winning streak comes to an end as the team loses 7-4 to to the Atlanta Braves in their first road game of the season. Uh, the team is now 4-2 and on the year. Uh, basically, Ulysses, um, we can sum this one up uh, to the Rays' defense and bullpen faltering uh, towards the end of the game, or the later innings, yeah. rather. Yeah, it, it really, you could... Put it much on that. I think maybe the bats could have had a, a couple more, right. um, uh, you know, a bit, a bit more of an offensive uh, production there uh, at some points. But yeah, I think the defense and the, and the bullpen yeah. maybe were definitely the highlight of of yesterday's loss. Well, I think you take a four two lead, you'd expect your bullpen and defense to be able to take care of business yeah. and get through things there. Um, on a positive note, I thought Morton looked better than his first start. That's good, I right? I mean, I think yeah. the curveball looks sharper. Velocity a tick higher, maybe. Throwing in the changeup more. So I thought he was solid, all intents and purposes. I thought I saw more 93s than the first yeah. time the first time around, so that's nice. I don't think I saw a 94. Did you see I saw one. I saw one okay. 94. Yeah. Okay, because I was trying to keep, um, you know, uh, tracks on that because... I read this article in on the Athletic by Eno Saris, um, mm-hmm. and he was not very hyped up about Charlie Morton's first um, go around. Uh, he said that his lack of velocity, like his change of fastball average velocity, was around two point six miles per hour, and that that's just never good, especially right. if it's a veteran pitcher at thirty six that's losing velocity. So that got me worried. So I was really keeping <laughs> tracks on the uh, on the um, on the mile miles per hour. So that's good that you saw a ninety four. I I didn't see it. I, I saw one ninety four. So. so who knows? So Maybe nice. it was ninety three point nine, and they rounded up on the, <laughs> the radar gun or whatever. But. Um, he was, he was better than his first start. Yeah. I mean, talking about starting pitchers. Oh my gosh. Mike Soroka. Holy crap. I mean, Maddox esque. Can I say that? The dude's 22 years old and, uh, he can locate any of his pitches wherever he wants to pretty much at any time. Like that guy, man, he's going to be good and fun to watch. Uh, if you're an Atlanta that. Braves fan for a long time to come. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, not only that, but his demeanor out there was, again, yeah. re- resembled Charlie Morton, too. You know, the the stoicness. You could see that he wasn't going to get rattled. You know, in the fifth inning, I think he did get tired and right. rattled. Which is understandable, uh, but, yeah. Right, but he still kept his team in the game because they won, ultimately. So it wasn't like, you know, he, he didn't do his job. Uh, he's going to be really fun 
for for Atlanta Braves and baseball fans when they don't meet <laughs> match up against them to to watch because he, he's really something and I think the Braves have got a couple guys there I mean Kyle Wright looked really good a couple yeah. days ago until he deflated after three innings but Soroka Kyle Wright that that's a pretty mm -hmm. good one-two punch uh, to be uh, in your rotation for a long time yeah they, they've got another one that's gonna be going on on the mound tonight and Max Fried but one thing I noticed about Soroka is you talk about the difference in velocity from changeup to fastball. There was a sequence where he threw an 80 mile an hour changeup, then came back with a 95 fastball. I'm like, how do you, how do you do anything against that? Really? Come on. That, that's crazy. Um, the other thing, like there's, I, I don't want to harp too much on the negatives here because I mean, they're, they're pretty glaring. I mean, we can, we can talk about Willie Adamas and I mean, on, honestly, the defense, I felt like it was a bad omen from the start when that infield pop fly dropped. What was that, the first mm -hmm. or second inning where you had three guys converge and, and Morton was there too, and nobody took uh, the onus on them. Hey, I've got this one. Let me get it. Shouldn't it be the shortstop that calls that one off? Or It should I mean, be. Yeah. It should be, but Wendell was there. Morton was still there. Like, if you're the pitcher, get the hell out of there, first of all. Like, I love Charlie, but get the hell out of there. Yeah, you're 36 years old. I, I don't want you, you tripping on the mound. And, and You have you know, nothing. You an see the pop-up, you get out of there and give the guy some room. Because as soon as that ball dropped, he was still right there. Yeah, <laughs> like he you, was should just... be, you should be running to the dugout like there's a hailstorm coming. Exactly. If you're Charlie yeah. Morton. <laughs> yeah, you, you see a twister coming, you know, find some cover. Okay, that's what that should be. But they, nobody took charge, and I think that is a bad omen when when your infield doesn't take care of a pop up. Uh, there were little things here and there. I mean, look, I love that relay, like any other Rays fan did. Yes. But what was that by Hunter Renfro though? Did you, that that route made yeah. no sense. The glove was all out of sorts. Thank God, uh, KK is KK and backed up that play. Mm -hmm. He backs up every play. That's why KK is a platinum gold glover. Uh, and we'll get back to that uh, later on. But he backed up that play. It wasn't Willie this time. It was B-Lau, and, and the relay was amazing. But yeah. it started with an error. So, yeah, there were little things in the beginning right. telling you, well, the guys are not 100%. Could you play, blame that on the travel day? Maybe. I think that's a big thing because this is where I think at least the first road game on a travel day really gives the home team an advantage because – the Rays didn't get in. They didn't leave for Atlanta till what Wednesday morning, and then right. you've got to go through all these logistical and protocol. Like it is like over chaperoning to the hundredth degree for these players. Then you're stuck in a hotel, and I don't think you can you can't get to the ballpark whenever you want on the road, right? It's like a predetermined. Hey, you can get to the ballpark just a couple hours before. I think um, it's from what two I hours before. Yeah, I think it's two hours yeah. before. You're right. It's so not like you know before. You don't necessarily have an opportunity to get used to the dimensions of the stadium and that sort of thing. I think that's why the TROP works out so well when NL East teams are come oh, yeah. to town. Like, I mean, we saw in, in the home series between the Braves and the Rays, like a lot of those Braves defenders had trouble with the, the, the dimensions of the TROP and the lighting and mm -hmm. everything like that. And I just think th those game ones on the road are going to like really play in, uh, to the home team and it's just and, and we kind of saw it there where guys just weren't their normal self uh for the race i'll say this about kk though um that wasn't his only outfield assist he made another one too and i know that people are going to kind of harp on uh you know missing that ball that he normally catches at the warning track in center field but 
all intents and purposes, I'll, I'll take two outfield assists by KK and hitting the ball the other way for a base hit RBI on an O2 count. Like I here, here's my rule about KK. Okay. Like uh, I'll let you make a, a, a lapse in the outfield or whatever. If you, if you get one out, if you hit one the other way for a base hit, I am willing to disregard almost everything. Like at this point, like if you're not That's rolling really grounders good. to second, they, I'm, I'm okay with it. Either this that, is the cake. Yeah. The KK rule, you know, if you get three ground outs to second, but then you get the walk off hit, everything is forgiven. Yeah. Or if, if you go over four and you have two strikeouts and two ground outs to second, you better make like two outstanding plays in the outfield. There's got to be some right. kind of trade off there. Like you got to play up to your value. I want, I want the, that $10 million to be worth it. Prorated $10 million uh, <laughs> to be worth it there. Um, what else, you know, kind of some other observations I had or noticed, um, Umpires are really starting to annoy me right now. What's up with their zones? Fairchild was all over the place, man. Yeah. He was he was extremely inconsistent. Moreover, the delayed strike three calls have to be so, I, yeah. oh so annoying. And like he maybe is vocal. Maybe he's vocal. He's go he goes strike and then he'll do the the little, you know, punch, punch him out six gesture. But the viewer can't. The outfielders can't. Yeah. Maybe even the infielders can't even hear that. You know. So yeah. it's like you have to be a little bit less theatrical about it, or make up your mind a little bit faster. You know. Yeah. Because I, I know there was a there was a situation where like Yandy Diaz, like there was a pause after like Soroka had thrown one in the zone, and there w- there was no motion from the umpire, and then Yandy just walks away, and then Fairchild rings him up. It's like. Man, talk about adding insult to injury. I know B. Lau wasn't happy with Fairchild. Oh last yeah, night. he wasn't. No, he Three wasn't. Strikeouts. And with good reason. And with good yeah, reason. That is true. But that yeah. is true. Um, yeah, he didn't have a good day. Update on our prop bet there. I think, I think Lau has six strikeouts total this year, um, no. through do six we, games. So I think we should do a prop bet checkup on mondays i know we do our takeaways but maybe one of the takeaways will be prop bet checkup yeah check check up on one or two or something like that yeah um yeah. i might have to might have to revert my oliver drake prop bet i gave you yesterday i'll tell you that yeah, so yeah we'll talk um, all a little right. bit more about that yeah. we'll continue this discussion also take a look at tonight's game and more but first start your morning with the news that matters in just 10 minutes axios today host Nyla Boodoo and a team of award-winning journalists will bring you the latest analysis and insight into the trends shaping our world. It doesn't matter if you're a professional athlete, a stay-at-home parent, or you spend eight hours a day in an uncomfortable office chair. Everyone needs support to make it through the day. Luckily, our friends at CBDMD have an amazing duo that can help you relax, regroup, and recharge when life gets chaotic. CBD Freeze with Menthol is an award-winning product that offers instant cooling relief for muscles and joints in a convenient and easy-to-use roller or shareable squeeze tube. CBD Recover combines CBD with inflammation-fighting compounds like Arnica and vitamin B6 to give you the support you need where it matters most. And to make it even easier to try this amazing duo of topicals and everything else CBDMD has to offer they're giving all of our listeners 25% off your next order when you use the promo code LOCKEDONMLB at checkout. 
Once again, that's cbdmd.com, promo code LOCKEDONMLB for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD oil products from CBDMD. You know, Kevin, I think we've we've we we've witnessed our first Kevin Crash moment of the 2020 season. Oh, really? And, and it made me think of a new little segment that we can have. It's called "In the Manager's Chair." Okay, okay. so are you ready to be the manager of the Tampa Bay Rays? Man, that's a big responsibility. I'll take the take the paycheck. I'll give you that. <laughs> you know, sure, I'll give it a shot. Why not? Okay, so. Uh, obviously I'm going to be talking about that move to the bullpen, uh, in the bottom of the six where Charlie Morton is replaced with Andrew Kittredge. Uh, I put it on, uh, on Twitter after, well, not after, but as it was unfolding, I said, Kevin crash right now, Matt Germain, uh, put this on Twitter. Simply put, the pen's been asked to throw five innings per game since start of the year. On average, if you want them ready later on, relievers need to be healthy. To my question of, does anybody have an answer of why you go with Kittredge at this moment? Mm-hmm. I Matt's got a point. You have to keep them healthy, and, and, and you can't just use the same guy all the time. You know, right. I get that. The problem that I that I have with Kevin Cash and, and, and that ideology is that that's not what happened. You you had you had to go to the bullpen regardless, right? You were going to the bullpen, so it's not like you're keeping them fresh. You know, you go to the bullpen. Now, who do you pick in the bullpen? I get Kittrich hasn't seen uh, the mound since mon- since Sunday. Mm-hmm. Trevor Richards hasn't seen it either. I would put him above uh, Andrew Kittrich. Castillo has only had one outing, and he didn't pitch the day before. Alvarado had pitched well, hadn't pitched the day before. Mm-hmm. Aaron Loop didn't uh, pitch the day before or the other one. And and you ended up using those three guys with Drake as well. So what was the mentality about putting Andrew Kittrich on at that moment when you actually had him warming up when the Rays were down? So when the Rays were down, Andrew Kittrich was your man. And when you take the lead by two, Andrew, Andrew Kittrich is still your man. Can, can you – Walk me through that process. Yeah, again, I Andrew Kittredge would not be my first choice there, especially in a, a high leverage situation like that. Like, I'd rather go ahead and go to Nick Anderson if you have to. Go to a guy you're comfortable with to contain that 4-2 lead. And I know Kittredge had a little bit bad luck there because, what was it, um, Albies reached on that little chopper that uh, Adamus, I mean, it came out of his glove, like, I, or it came out of his hand. Like, I, I, I've never seen anything like that before. I don't know what was on that what ball that? or what, yeah. but it was yeah, that definitely didn't help matters, and and that's part of why I mean, the bullpen numbers look like they did from last night, as the defense didn't really help the team all that much. But yeah, I I wouldn't have gone with Kittredge there. I would have gone with any number of like, if you want to go with a right-hander, there's a lot of other guys in that pen. Go with Chaz Rowe. He's looked better. Go with right. Ryan Thompson. I mean, I, I totally agree with you. I, I wouldn't have put Kittredge in that situation. Um, you know, the, the only time I really want to use Andrew Kittredge right now uh, is as a, a body double for Paul Giamatti. That's it, really. Like, that. <laughs> yeah. that's it. That use him as a stand-in. Yeah, pretty much. And he's got good stuff. Don't yeah. get me wrong, but it's just he's it's not almost, the best guy yeah. in the bullpen for that. For that. I mean – I get, and you you want to rest your bullpen again. It's not a one hundred and sixty-two game season. 
it's 60 games. Yeah. And so you can't rest them as much as you actually would in a regular season. These guys have to go. Right. You got to go. You got to win. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. It's the 60 games stretch. Everybody's hands on deck. And, and like you mentioned, like Diego Castillo hasn't pitched in a day. Go ahead and go to him. Why right. not? I mean, it, one it's, outing the whole year. One outing. Yeah. It's not like, oh, one right. outing. And I know he was on the paternity list and everything like that, but he's back. He's back and can be and should be used. And the other thing, too, is, like, let's not forget this weekend, the Rays are playing the Orioles. Use Andrew Kittredge all the time in that situation. If you want want to use him all three days, you should have an opportunity to be able to do that. I almost have, like, I'm maybe not quite to that point yet, but I almost want to put the same rule on Kittredge that I do for Jalen Beeks, unless it's a blowout game. If you're down by four or five runs, all right, throw Beeks in there. Let's let's get some innings. Let, let's just clear this one out. Or if you're up by five or six, okay, I think we're comfortable enough that Kittredge won't blow this thing. I think. I mean. I mean. I think we're both in the same page where a- Andrew Kittredge and Jalen Beeks should only be the guys that accumulate innings because you don't want to waste your good bullets. Right. Honestly, like that, that's how I see Kit. That's how I see Beaks. Hey, prove me wrong. Every time you go out there, dominate, but they don't. They get hit. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, un, un, uh, unfortunate things might happen. Now, another thing that happened was Alvarado. I, I put Alvarado as an option. The dude did his job. The defense completely failed him. He got three fly balls, mm-hmm. one misplayed by, by, by Kevin Kiermeyer. Two to Hunter Renfro, and then a ground ball to Willie Adamas, who made a great stop, but yeah. then a horrible throw. So you were telling me that that Alvarado had four outs, two weren't made. Mm-hmm. He just let in that double by Ozuna and a walk. I mean, how are you supposed to 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 pitch again? His some pitches from Alvarado were not competitive at all. They were right. completely out of the zone. So that makes it a little bit more difficult for, for, for himself to get out of the inning. But he gave you four opportunities for an out, and two were not made. What happened yeah. there with KK? That, I don't that, understand. That's all you can ask for. That's all you can ask for. I think it's just one of those things, again, where you're, you're still trying to get used to the ballpark and the dimensions and everything like that, and guys are going to make mistakes. And you hope today those same things don't happen. Maybe, maybe in the future, if MLB lightens up the rule, okay, you guys can get to the ballpark three, four hours beforehand, uh, things will change there. But, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to like totally crucify KK because of that one play that probably should have been made. Um, cause he makes Honestly, so many other good plays. Him. Yeah. It saved him. I, 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 I know I might seem harsh on him, but the fact that he missed it, like BA said, his reputation yeah. saved a run because Osuna was like, Oh nope, he's going to catch this. So Conspiracy theory. Uh, yeah. KK did it on purpose, just like that infield flyer or whatever at the beginning of the game. Just crazy. I'll take it was that a out. wacky. It was a wacky, wacky defensive game. Yeah, and that shouldn't be the norm. Hopefully, that's the outlier uh, for sure. Um, okay, looking at tonight's game, we've got uh, Ryan Yarbrough, who worked five really good innings on Saturday against the Blue Jays, allowing uh, four hits and no runs. Um, Induced a lot of weak round balls in that game. He'll be going up against another lefty, talented lefty, 26-year-old Max Freed, who won 17 games last year. And uh, he actually has a 3-2-1 ERA in 15 home starts. Um, this is going to be some, I think, really good lefty-on-lefty action. I was actually, Ulysses, I would implore you after the show 
to watch some highlights, just Google Max Freed Curveball and your jaw will drop. Because this thing, this thing like drops off the table with the is vertical it, action. It's is like it Blake Snell's, uh, like when he came into the league and you're like, what is that curveball yeah. like? It might be just as good, if not better. Like it almost, wow. it feels like it stops at the plate and then just like, it's like I, I walk <laughs> up to the plate and I just drop the ball. It's like a sheet it's crazy. Uh, yeah. drop uh, at Bush Gardens. Yeah, yeah it's, it's okay. That's it's, not good. Well, that's not good because uh, he's a pretty talented young guy. I mean, he only has, what, two years in the league? Yeah, he's uh, young. That. So, yeah, they're going to see him for a while there in Atlanta. Uh, hopefully, not to, not today, he, he doesn't have that curveball in, in Yarbrough. Yarbrough's working on five and a third. Yeah, from from his uh, you know second day start for the race. So hopefully we get a, a little bit more Yarbrough this time. I mm-hmm. mean, if Charlie goes four and then goes five, Yarbrough goes five and a third. It would be nice if he completes the six, and, and then you don't have you know you you avoid Kevin Crash moments. Yeah, well that might have to be a running thing, Kevin Crash. This might be a prop bet. How many times do we say Kevin Crash this season? Uh, there's no. one we, we we literally invented a segment today called the manager's chair so I, I hope that that was that chair a little bit comfortable i, th- I thought you looked good in it thank you thank you i, I so sh- i mean should we throw a prop bet kevin crash moments in the manager's <laughs> chair over under six half a dozen oh i mean definitely more than six you know how we oh, love okay. to criti- criticize our boy kevin crash that is true you know, one, one guy or a group of guys that i won't criticize B.A. and Dwayne Stetz. I had no idea. Like, I totally forgot in the moment that they were calling the game from the trop. That was impressive what they did. I was like, wait, they're actually – because, of course, we knew about it. But, like, when the broadcast started, it was like, oh, they're in Atlanta, right? I mean, it's – Yeah. But – Seamless. Yeah. That might be a thing where they start calling games. I mean, who knows? Maybe to to save production costs or whatever in the future. Like, oh, we don't need to go on this West Coast trip or whatever if they can get all the – the technology yeah. uh, was, thing situated. The only thing that was weird was like Trisha uh, Whitaker doing her reports from like a darkened <laughs> trop. I was like, that was a little, little eerie. Yeah, that, that was a little ominous for me. Just yeah. like the cutouts in in, in Truist Park, they were uh, like I said, I I am legendy, and I I just didn't. Yeah. I okay. thought they would look better than that. They look yeah. kind of creepy, dude. I get that. I actually do like the cutouts, and here's why: <laughs> because I. I like looking at the different faces and I just wonder what's their story. How do they become a fan? I just like to look at the faces and like, I agree it kind of gives part. me another yes. maybe distraction in between pitches. If there's nothing else going on, what's really yeah. funny is the mascot, the Braves mascot, like entertaining himself <laughs> going through yeah. the stands. Like he was doing all this, I guess if it gives like players something, okay, it loosens us up a little bit. Like he was doing, how some is kind the of- mascot allowed there with all these protocols? How is that guy like saying, no, no, he's tier two. He can definitely be here. Yeah. He, the, the bopper or whatever his name is, you know, Raymond can be here. Like, I guess if he's that allowed, I guess if it's one guy in 40,000 seats, like, I mean, I guess you're, he's, he's socially distanced. I, I imagine. <laughs> so I guess yeah, I bet. that's the thing, but it is, int- I mean, do, do the Rays have Raymond out there? I didn't notice Raymond. During I didn't the- notice Raymond, and I didn't notice the, the cutouts. But apparently, those two things might be joining Austin Meadows, your boy, my boy, uh, yeah. in the next homestand because uh, we we might see all of those guys together. If you have a cutout, please let us know. 
Uh, yes. Let us know on Twitter at Locked On Rays. Shoot us an email, LockedOnRays at gmail.com. Um, we know of at least one uh, Locked On Rays listener that has a cutout, time a can, and we try yes. to point that out uh, when that opportunity comes. What did we say? We put the over-under on like 100 cutouts. A hundred and I, yeah. a hundred. I would be surprised if it's more than a hundred. If we if we see as many at the top as we saw at Truist yeah. Park in Atlanta, I would be incredibly surprised. I don't think we're going to see half of that. Yeah, that they did have quite a few, which is a good thing. So that yeah, that that remains to be seen. All right, that wraps up this edition of Locked On Rays. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On MLB. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you on Friday. <laughs>